just because you posted a black square on Instagram doesn't mean you can't be racist. Let's get into it. Black scholar. My name is Ruby Worthy. I'm your host. My pronouns are she, they. I am your co-host, Shaija Beasley. My pronouns are they, them. And I know you're wondering, like, why we're here. Like, what is the point of this podcast? Why are you listening to it? Why is it important? Um, is it important? That's a good question. But um, me and Shaija are Black students. I don't know if you could tell by our names. <laughs> <laughs> But um, this podcast is basically just us complaining about being black at a PWI. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. You want to talk about it? You want to? I mean, I'm going to paint a prettier picture than you. <laughs> um, we talked about this. Essentially, this podcast will be a window, not a door, into black conversations and black experience. Um being on a PWI, there are a lot of spaces that claim they are free speech or we can feel comfortable, but at the same time, those spaces are just not safe for Black voices, even no matter how hard they try. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, but, like, okay, I just want to specify. Like, we do have spaces for free speech, but mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to share the spaces. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, we don't... I, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. listen, I can't, can't, can't like... not be a free speech area that is secluded and not in my, <laughs> in my line of vision. No, because free... I'm, I'm sorry, but on occasion, I, see, I feel that a lot of free speech... Uh, will meet the murky waters of hate speech. Yes, yes. Um, And no matter how many people, you know, they have PR teams, I'm sure they do, they bring out the kindest, nicest people and they try to present that message. However, it doesn't stop the, the I'm, I don't want to call it subtle, but it is the subtle, the subtle hate speech that they're trying to push on yeah. to you. it's... You know, just subtle prejudice, subtle discrimination. Just a little yes. bit like, mm, that kind of hurt a little bit. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you I know? don't want to be mean because you're trying to be nice. And I'm not going to say you're brainwashed, but you're brainwashed. Ah, um, oh. <laughs> no, okay. I'm just kidding. Oh. No. Um, but essentially, I feel like when those people come on, it's kind of like a, a cult. Please. They're trying to bring yeah. us in. They're trying to I bring us like, in. Yeah. I feel like the whole concept, and we've talked about this before, but like mm-hmm. the whole concept of a free speech space is like, if you see a group of black people gathered around at a PWI, somebody's going to walk up to you and be like, hey, what are you doing here? That's all I have to say on that. I mean, it's happened to us before. So yeah, like definitely it was we were having such a good time, but something about that 
that momentary interruption. Yes. It. Yes. Although it was probably with a pure heart, uh, it just. Oh yeah. But like also alive. like, like there are there are plenty of groups of students gathered all over the place. I'm pretty sure that like. The person we, that we're not we could have been ignored that day, and it yeah. would have been fine. We were just yeah. trying to be yeah. us, you know. Like, is that person really stopping and asking every single group of students that are gathered around in the public area on campus what they're doing? Yeah, yeah, because it didn't, you feel know. Like- yeah, and it didn't, and like we knew that, like we looked weird because remember the black um, alumni walked up to us and was like, "Hey." It's Y'all so great black. to see you guys. Yeah, this is great. And I was like, so, like we yeah. knew we looked weird. Like we knew that we looked like funny. <laughs> yeah, we were very much an interruption in the it, white. It was like ten of us, though. It was it was a lot of black people, though. And it was like a whole I bunch mean, of us who didn't even like know each yes. other, which felt great. It wasn't like we didn't know each other. We like had like like a connection in common. Which is yeah, like, like friend of a friend, but also like, oh, we black. Yeah, and you know, like, everybody knew Demon, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows who that is. So mm-hmm. we were like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. that person. <laughs> but yeah, the premise of, like, this podcast is to, like, um, you know, create a space for Black people and, like, other people of color to, like, talk. I mean, obviously, we can't speak on the other experiences of people of color because definitely yeah we don't like that's not what we do we don't do that um if we want to talk about other issues on campus with other people of color then we will obviously make you know uh make it a thing to like have somebody on that has that experience to talk about it because I refuse to speak on something that I don't know anything about that part I don't want to seem ignorant I'd say because there's a lot of questions that I ask Ruby can attest to it that shouldn't be asked you know please no I ask them with like absolute innocence and I and I realize like sadly I have that in common with a lot of my white peers but like um I wouldn't say mine is as bad as theirs Please. Uh, but yeah, I would prefer to ask someone who has experience rather than either make my own assumptions or continue in ignorance. And if I'm proceeding in ignorance on any words, then I hope that someone will correct me because I'm a constant learner. Yeah, we we're really like big on, you know, asking questions, but not like in the right way. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we know how it feels to be asked stupid questions in the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to like, let me, I think about it for a second to like further, I guess, solidify, like, I guess not a lot of people understand cause you don't really see a lot of black people on campus. So yeah. you don't really understand what it's like to be black at a PWI. Like, luckily I was in an LLC, a living and learning community. That we're like, I had an avenue to meet other Black people and like yes. have like a safe space to speak about the like dumb thing that somebody said about my hair in class. Like, yeah, I, like I was I was lucky enough to have that, but not a lot. Of, like, not a lot of Black students do. And like, I do know a few Black people that have transferred because they didn't have that. Like, they didn't have a space to talk about that stuff. Yeah, and like 
I don't know. UNCA is kind of a tricky thing. Yeah, like have black spaces because or have spaces in general because like when we create those spaces, we're forced to share them because like inclusivity. And I'm not saying that I don't want to share the spaces, and I'm happy for anybody to like come and learn. Yes, but please. some people just don't know when to not talk. Like <laughs> that part. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's hard to, like, make jokes and, like, talk about our experiences and then, like, have somebody that doesn't know that experience think it's okay to, like, laugh or, like, think it's okay to, like, joke about it, too. And it's like, no. No, honey. (laughs) The way that we have to, like, schedule, low-key, like, schedule our lives in order to try to avoid that, like, the that taxing on ourselves like we have to like have our time by ourselves just to be black and then we have to prepare ourselves to be black and around white people i just i really i i all i also want to say last week first week of classes i'm letting you know right now every day we had a new class we were saying how many black people were in that class and I'm telling you, there are some classes where I'm the only black person in that class. Yes, I remember <laughs> that. I was like, I'm not the only brown person in my class, but I am yes. the only black person. And even <laughs> then, there are very few brown people. Yes. Like, this this campus is very white, very white. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just do want to point out, because I feel like me just saying that it's very white is not going to like get the point across. The if I had campus, to word it, I would say... Whenever I see someone who is of the same complexion as me, when I'm just briefly walking around a PWI, um, I I see them as an oasis, just a, a nice fresh Please. bit of air, uh, because everything else seems picturesque and like everyone else is in a bubble that I can't exactly mm-hmm. you know yeah. get into. They have this this level of comfort, and I guess. It's not a lack of awareness, but like they don't feel threatened. Yeah, uh, like they don't you know? they don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, but like I feel like I'm constantly having to like I guess guess or just like I don't know. It's it's a crazy thing on a PWI. Bro. But like I just wanna say that UNCA's campus is seventy one point nine percent white. Okay, cool. I just want to put that out there. Yes. You have <laughs> the white. numbers. Okay. Yes. Look, we're smart. We're, we're scholarly. It's mm. <laughs> in the name. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's how many, I mean, there's also, there are 5.4% black people on campus. It's not a lot of black people. It's not a lot at all. Let's not get started we on the indigenous population. Oh my God. Oof. Yes. Like also like these are numbers that I pulled to like as comparison, but I'm letting you know right now, there are like other groups of minorities. Like the number is so little. Mm-hmm. It's so little. Like I do not understand how y'all are out here living y'all's lives. Y'all are built different. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that one time I came back on campus, uh, the Asia event, mm-hmm. that was, that was nice. I yeah. did not know like that they were gonna pop off like that. Like I was yeah. really intrigued about one. They showed culture, 
uh, clothing, and they also sh like showed it with fun. It wasn't like I'm gonna educate you. And then you notice the I'm, I'm not gonna lie, uh, the party crashers. In my opinion, they were just oh, my students who came for the food. Oh my god, I they forgot that for the they food. only came for the food. That was so they took the cultural food. I wasn't a I I wanted oh, to taste it. God. I wanted to I have an experience. I forgot about that. Like the fact that there was literally nobody there. The food literally. came out and people just came out of nowhere and took yep. and left oh it, it, the oh, amount of so the amount mad. of students who kept on taking plates and the people who were taking care of the plates were like we're not handing it out yet yes. like yes. you guys you can at least pretend yes oh my gosh let okay let us let us get into get into some of the stuff that we actually were supposed, supposed to talk about today yeah. <laughs> yes okay um Here's what I'm gonna say on this. And I've said this so many times, it's gonna sound like I'm reading off of a script. The level of complacency on this campus astounds me. And it's, I'm so serious. There have been times where I talk to like white friends mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I'm like, I, I came from some weird county in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, they were saying the N-word with the hard R and w waving Confederate flags. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm so glad that I live in Asheville right now. I don't <laughs> have to deal with that. And I'm looking at them like, mm, we're still in North Carolina, honey. <laughs> that far. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, stuff like that, it, it like, it's crazy. And you wouldn't mm -hmm. think that. Like, you you really, like, look, like from the outside looking in, you think that UNCA is like such a progressive college. And I'm not saying that like it's not progressive, but I think that like when you paint a Black Lives Matter mural on the road and you put up a bunch of flags and stuff, it kind of like makes people feel like not like not the people that are actually threatened. It makes like white people like and like people that aren't that don't have like a direct connection to like their lives being threatened like they feel like oh i'm safe i'm safe from having to look at that but like we still have to deal with that yeah right wow. like i just <laughs> yeah definitely definitely i hear what you're just, saying it's just like having those conversations and being like honey what do you mean <laughs> i think we're just for me i don't i don't have that uh that level of uh or i don't have that experience uh, simply because I'm kind of to myself anyway. But what I can say is, based off the uh, thing we did uh, as part of our LLC, Living Learning Community, we went to uh, do a Hood Huggers uh, tour. Yes. And that really, one, it helped me actually feel like Asheville was like my town, but it also made me like feel connected and knowledgeable about the truth of the Asheville that people Asheville. are so excited about like like you said people are so excited to come here but then they completely forget about one the obvious gentrification they pass on the streets on the yes. way to see Asheville and then also they don't know anything about the the harsh history of the black community here uh and also a lot of white people who I've met say that they came here due to you know lgbtq plus uh you know mm -hmm. stuff like that 
just for this to not be a very accepting place for that either. I've I've had multiple students uh, like attest to it. They don't think this is a very uh, a safe place for that, which I, I think is crazy. Uh, you know, if you look at a brochure to Asheville, you wouldn't expect that because mm-hmm. it, it, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of looking hippie townish, very tourist, very, um, you know, we're having a family trip. I understand that. But also people live here. So there's obviously something deeper than a waterfall that looks pretty, um, some kind of manner that you don't, I don't, I don't even know if they tell you the history about that manor. Uh, the building. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it, but I know there's. I don't. I I don't want to go there. Like I, people keep talking about it, and I'm like, I feel like they had slaves, and I I don't. I don't know if it's true. I instantly am like, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's true. I don't know anything about it. I just want to say that's just old things. I don't mess with them. Yeah, (laughs) I I just feel like something about my ancestors. They just touch my shoulder and be like, "I'll do it, baby," and I'll be like, "Okay." Um. Anywho, should we go on to the next? uh, Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about like. This is like a last year thing for me because like, you know, the summer of what was it? The summer, was it 2020? The summer of 2020 was a wild time. What it happened? was a wild ride. Um, you know, I feel like, cause the like Black Lives Matter really like skyrocketed and white people were like, oh, I understand this, which was like, I was fighting for my life in seventh grade about Black Lives Matter. Is that around the same time as like George Floyd and stuff? Is yes. what you mean? Okay, yes. yeah. Yes. And like, I look, look, I commend all of the non black people and the white people for understanding finally, because I know y'all had y'all's black classmates fighting for their lives in seventh grade. That I know y'all did. Because I promise you, I was fighting for my life trying to defend Mike Brown, bruh. Like, I'm telling you. Like, this is seventh seventh grade me not knowing, like, about anything. Like, nothing. Like, sociology, nothing. Nothing about it. But Mm -hmm. I knew for a fact that that he did not deserve to die. Okay. So, I... I don't know. <laughs> a pause like, real quick. It's crazy how we all consciously have like this very deep understanding at a young age that, and then other people have to go to school for it. Like, yes. we, it's essentially like in our DNA. Yes. And then they yes. have to be taught it. And I think that's crazy. But go ahead about your part. But like, didn't deserve like, to die. <laughs> yes. And after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, even though y'all, anyways, it's a whole other thing about. Mm-hmm that but um I understand that I guess now it's a real thing to y'all like racism is a real thing and and police brutality is also like a real thing um but like what are you doing to like alleviate it like I don't want to have a conversation with you about race (laughs) I don't (laughs) like like I feel like I feel like in the summer of 2020 it was like Oh, we need to we need to be aware of racism and like racism and system like systemic racism and mm-hmm. everything else that we've known about since we were how old? <laughs> like we've Never. already like, we've been new about this. Like our parents were literally like, when you go in this classroom, don't act like Timmy, because Timmy won't get in trouble. You will. That <laughs> that was yeah, like that was that was it for us. 
Like, we understood that. And so, like, it's just, it was exhausting in the summer of 2020 of people being like, oh, racism is real. Me being like, you no. call me that with a hard R, like, in, in like, ninth grade. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you guys sing songs with the n-word in it like, I mean, <laughs> uh, do you think that we just made up the word and wanted to start singing it i mean bruh, like origin. i don't know and th- that might just be me but like it was exhausting to like see white people like no, it, it was, I'm Be sure it was it. for the whole community because the thing about it is, like you said, they'll come to you and try to have a conversation and be like, oh, so this is what you experienced or uh, what What does this mean? And it's just like, I don't think you understand how it hurts for me to, ha- like, I'm, I've, I've already, like, pre-thought about this whole conversation you're having with me. The fact that you're asking me these questions mean that you have never before in your life until this very moment, you're, you're maybe what, 20, uh, 20 and maybe 30 something. I've had most like adults in my classes before. Um, you're 20, 30. And you're telling me right now that you have never once thought about the suffering of black people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You, you've never deeply thought or been compassionate about the history that you were obviously taught. I'm sure every American is taught the same history. Um, I just feel like you didn't care at some point and you just needed another thing to know about. So you yes. could be more, so you can uh, be more white in, in more spaces. I don't know. I just feel like it's crazy to me. Cause like, <clears throat> like, again, I'm glad that you now understand mm-hmm. what, like you understand that like something like the world is not, you know, the world is trash basically. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you understand that like black people have been going through it for a hot minute. That's fine. But um, don't ask me if I've seen 13. <laughs> and don't expect me to watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. Roots. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna watch Thirteen. I don't want to watch like, Atlanta. I, I'm sorry. I I choose to avoid it. that stuff. I don't want that like, on my mind. I feel like right now. I feel like we're in like the like the point like the, this era where like oh have you have you like watched this and oh my gosh systemic racism is so real and like the prison industrial complex and oh my god and the thing about it like all of this stuff and i'm like i'm like honey let's talk about steven universe that part has like that whole docu docu series document section and then it's just like oh you're gonna learn about black stuff today and that's the only way people are like oh, I should watch this because, you know, there are plenty of people out there who just enjoy watching documentaries. They like learning about stuff. But the fact that, like, that's how it's it has to be given, like, that information has to be given to them. It has to be presented in an interesting way rather than, like, okay, it's a hard pill to swallow. You need to take time out of your day to actually try and research this. Don't get a secondary source that was meant for, to some degree, entertainment. I just... It's it's not hitting for me. Um, Don't make it pop yeah. culture. Don't make it pop culture to learn about that's my what, life. That's truly what it's become. Like it, Black Lives Matter has become like a part of pop culture, mm-hmm. and that is like, it's so annoying. Like it's just like, it's become like a buzzword. BLM that is like a buzzword. And this brings us into the topic of performative activism. My favorite. Ooh, I, <laughs> I am. Okay, so essentially what uh, I'm worried about is, like you said, summer 2020, people were doing the thing for Floyd. 
I get it. It was amazing. A whole lot of people were putting their work in. And then it was the black squares. Okay, wait, no, wait, wait, run it back, run it back. First of all, mm -hmm. here's my thing about the protests. Yes, the okay. white folk were out there doing what they what they had to do. Yeah. What are you doing now? That part, because I'm I don't know if now? they knew, but social media, uh, like acts acts of social media activism aren't doing very much of oh, anything. Oh no, I don't. I honestly do not care. Like you can post whatever you like, and this is strictly like white people, like. Black people do not, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't, and, but at the same time, a lot of black people, they do post a lot of stuff that's helpful. And I mean, I get it. Yes. We want and our like, white peers to understand here. or something like that. Like I get that. But when white people are like, oh, I have to be a part of this. Like I said, the black square thing, you're, a, you are actively blotting out those uh, little PDF things and that information that black people have been putting up. Oh, for okay. Months. Wait, hold up. We have to, because some people might not, might not know what the what the black square was on June second, twenty twenty. Okay. Um, I I don't know exactly what happened, and I feel like this was like a national phenomenon. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how it happened like this, but people were like, "Ooh, post a black square with the hashtag." Was it the hashtag Black Lives Matter? It's hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday. It was hashtag Blackout Tuesday, but there had already been like. It was just like people were also hashtagging like other pop popular hashtags with with that hashtag. And so mm -hmm. when you scrolled through like the hashtags that like had Black Lives Matter and people were posting like educational stuff or just like stuff about like just like injustices and stuff, mm -hmm. you would just see black squares. Yes. And it was it it was counterintuitive, but also at the same time, like what was like what is that black square gonna do? Like, what is social that media going to do? I think we need to realize that, that social media is not real. It isn't. Like, and just to, to address what she said, the hashtag spamming, you know, like you said, BLM, stuff like that, it's essentially just, like, muting the real meaning. And also, I feel like, you know, whenever you go on social media, people will make a post and they'll choose every single popular hashtag to put up mm -hmm. there. And then, like, whatever they're posting has nothing to do with what they're what that hashtag is for specifically. And I think that that's really important because once again, that puts the, the cause and the movements into the obscurity of pop culture and the norm, which I think is just, it's just not yeah. a good setup. It's not well thought through. They need to do better. <laughs> yeah, I just think that like, <sighs> social media is crazy, but like- It's, it's not <laughs> it's great. Like, I feel like, a lot of the times, and this is just like our generation in general, mm -hmm. that like we think that social media is real. Like we think that just because we show solidarity on social media, the real like the real world is, world is going to change. Yeah, pretty and much. that like that's just like on all of us. That's just on all of us. That's why I don't but post like, anything up there. Like I see my friends posting stuff, and then I have that secondary thought like oh, what if I don't uh, repost this? Or what if I don't post stuff like this? Does that mean, or does yeah. that show to them that I'm not actively uh, thinking about this or something? But like, yeah. I am. And what I put on social media is up to me. I feel like social media is not meant to be that in depth. Like I don't, I, I get to choose what I want to share. 
And it just yeah. so happens that I want to be human on social media. I don't want to, uh, I want to be me. I don't want to have to keep on thinking like, oh, what's the, the the newest problem? Oh, let me post about it. Because it, at that point, what is it doing other than letting my mutuals, because that's who I allow to see my feed, uh, know that this is what's on my mind at the moment. And if I want to talk to them about it, then I will literally reach out and talk to them about it. So mm-hmm. that's why like the use of social media for me, it's, it's very obscure. I don't really know how to use it that well right now, but I just know for a fact, I don't, I don't post anything like a BLM or something like that. I don't post all that. But like, you don't have to, like, I feel like that's also like what we need to get at here is that like, you don't have to be, to post about it. You don't (laughs) like, like, obviously, and I'm like, that should, there's, that's also like, there's also like a gray area of like, what like what is being circulated mm-hmm. you know so like <clears throat> if you see something that that's like educational and you want to repost it repost that that's fine but are you learning from what you're posting like do you do you genuinely believe that like what you're posting is like right and are you educating yourself and are you like doing the daily things that you need to do to like be anti-racist? That part. Cause the thing about like, it is you can briefly to... read it. And then after that, you'll forget about it. But do you try to like go outside of that post and look into it further? Because yeah. I'm not going to lie when I see it, I'm just like, okay, I'll post it for white people who follow me. Uh, hopefully they'll, yeah. cause me, I already know majority of what's being posted in those inf- info, uh, things that they have on Instagram and stuff. Um, I learned the occasional new thing, but at the same time, it's again, information that I can pass on to my white peers because in no way me acting on it will uh, really change much of anything because we, I'm not gonna lie, our voices are being silenced on social media. And a lot of the time, what we do is when we have these movements, we go to social media because we know that's where everyone is. Because like you yeah. said, they think social media is real life. Everyone's always on their phone scrolling through Instagram, TikTok. So we have to go on those platforms to do it. So when, like we said, people go up there and they're like, okay, we're going to show that we care about this movement. Like you're you're kind of putting that movement on pause because the people who know what they're doing and know how to to uh, traverse this situation the platform and how to reach out and connect with people they need to uh it's it's being blotted out you uh yeah. you're not doing anything like just talk to your peers talk in real life bring bring mm-hmm. our, our problems back into the real life because they are real life problems not just quick little things you can think about for a second and then forget about like you need to be invested mm-hmm. and like social media you know that's that's just how we connect that's yeah, how we like communicate so like i understand like having to post stuff but it's also like social media like what is it at the at the end of the day like you post your little in- in- infographic on your on your instagram story not on your feed on your instagram story and then, and then you and then you close your phone and then you go to class but what are what are you doing like, what are you, what are you doing to like actively, like be anti-racist, like, mm-hmm. and that, and like, the social media aspect is like, not like it's not even half of like when we talk about performative activism, because I'm talking about like the Black Lives Matter sticker on your on your water bottle, 
or like on your computer or like you saying "Ooh, black lives matter or like the black lives matter in your bio like mm-hmm. what is like i'm here's what, what i have to say about that have that. to do with anything i view the creation of merch for movements like these i i kind of see them as like a gray area simply because there's the people who actually care and then there's the people who essentially do the jean jacket method is what i call it because you know people get a jean jacket and they'll put pins on it and that's how they find their people you know i've seen it in the lgbtq community all the time you know they got the little flag pins and stuff like that and that's how you know where your people are you know and i understand that's 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 kind of easy to uh do especially if you're like on a college campus because then like you briefly see it you see oh there are people who are thinking like me, who care like me, but at the same time, you have to understand by actively purchasing these items, there's also a con to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, wait, but also at the same time... Are you buying it from the right No, 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 stop, no, no, that for that part, but also, if you see... It's come to the point now where if you see a white person with a Black Lives Matter pin, you still don't know if they're racist or not. You don't. Because I'm sorry. It's, it's it's become expected of everyone. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yes, perfectly fine. But there are some people that still don't understand that we have all all of us have been raised to ha- to hold certain prejudices and like mm-hmm. feel a certain way about 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 certain people and even ourselves. Yeah, like Black people have been raised to feel a certain way about ourselves. That part. So like. <laughs> <laughs> so like if I if I can understand that I need you to also understand that like when you see somebody with locks do you call them dreadlocks or, do or you like call them locks? <laughs> yes or like and like that's important or like or like when you when you see a black person on campus do you automatically assume that they're an athlete like these are important things or like do you like it's just like do you speak on certain issues that you shouldn't be speaking on like do you think hair is just hair like do you, that's, do you not that, see that, color do you do you not see color and like so like that like that kind of stuff is like there are so many people that we have made it we have the bar is so low it's so the bar low. is so low and it's like we have set the bar to be that low. That it's that the bar is low. I, I get what you're trying and, to but say. But like we have made the bar so low because we were in middle school and high school fighting for our lives just to get our peers to say that black lives mattered. Yes. And now and now that they're saying that, you get a pat on the back. But I feel I feel like they shouldn't get a pat on the back. I feel like it like Yeah, but like what I'm saying is like they did, but they did get that pat on on the back. Like and, and they get it from their peers. Ones. They get it from their, their white peers as well. They're like, oh, oh, you, you're you're part of this this yes, this group also, now too. Like, yeah, yeah. But also, but, like, you can't deny the fact that like when like when you see white people finally being like Black Lives Matter, you didn't like you felt relief because like at the end I of the day relief, we weren't. But we I had weren't, expectations. I had expectations yeah, but like and they weren't, met. We weren't. But like we weren't. We weren't at in in the heat of the moment of summer 2020. We weren't pressed about the after effects. We weren't. Like we weren't. Like we weren't. We weren't pressed about everything else because at the time, what we really needed was for white people to to, to understand that we matter. Mm-hmm. 
And then later we're having these conversations with white people that we think are our allies and they have black lives matter pins and they have black lives matter in their bios Mm -hmm. and they, and they retweet stuff, but, but, but then they say something racist. And then it's like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Whoa. And then like, I guess it's expected for us to call them out. But like, if you actually cared, you would have probably tried to uh, look into your habits and, and try to learn what you do that could be racist, that is ingrained in racism and uh, prejudice. And then you could try to better yourself as a person rather than being like, oh, I learned something new today. And that's it. Yes. Like, I feel like, and like, that's just, I mean, then again, it's not, it's not on us. But also, it's like, it's not on us. But also, like, now is, like, the time. Like, I feel like last year was an interesting like time and you like you weren't on campus so like but like you heard about it but like you heard about it but like (laughs) I heard a little bit last year was last year was crazy like where this is after George Floyd and the election like and the election was happening yo (laughs) it was a stressful time it still is no I just want to say like it was so wild to me to be sitting in like these diversity trainings and white people being like, it's just so exhausting. I'm just, I'm just so emotionally exhausted. And I'm like. And the thing, that's the thing about like. <laughs> no, but like the I'm... thing about it is that like, it's crazy because literally that, that same year I had a cousin who was killed by the police and I'm sitting here and they're like George Floyd. And I'm like, just like yeah, he was one of them. Like, this is he was one yeah, of like, them. Like this is this isn't like this isn't a game. Like I don't think they understand that we look in the news pretty much all the time and see that at least we, uh, forty yeah. black people have died. Well, no, literally, I, I'm I'm going to say right now, when I saw the video, and I did not watch the entire video. But when I saw George Floyd trending, because I I don't I don't do that. That's no. Why, why that, that's watch your mental die? health. Yeah. And it just but makes when me I angry watched, to be angry. Yeah, like when I watched the video and when I saw the hashtag, I literally thought, okay, they did it again. They're not going to do anything about it. I like, definitely I, didn't anything from it. Yeah, I did not. I did not expect anyone outside of the mutuals that I had on Twitter to care about it yeah mind you they still did him dirty in the process they showed oh, him yeah. in a bug shot and etc so like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a pure moment it was all still contaminated with the usual yeah. things we have to see uh but a but a white man can murder his wife and children and still no, we don't get it <laughs> yo I'm just, just being I feel like didn't that, that just happened, didn't it? Like yeah, it was a white man guy. killed two toddlers and his wife, I believe. Yeah, and they and they showed a picture of oh my. And it was a him, family like, case and they were smiling. Yes. Where's his mugshot? Like, the lady, the lady who um recently, I think she she used her car to to run over like two two black children. She got a mugshot, but she was smiling in it. I just like so it didn't feel good to see her mugshot. Yeah, that's that's like a whole other. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's crazy. Like, and all of that, like, just really, I don't know. 
like all of all of that stuff is like stuff we've been talking about for like ever like this is yeah. like, this isn't new to us like so to like to be on campus and like <sighs> to be on campus yeah, i really realized how like i was when i got on this campus mm -hmm. it's like and it's just like it's emotionally exhausting it truly is like it's it's truly exhausting to have to sit there and especially like in a class, like if you're in like a sociology class or something or like any mm -hmm. class that like talks about like the world issues and like, it's just like your, your, your mainly white class talking about this or like having you do like diversity intensive trainings at work. <laughs> and like, it's just like, and like people are like, oh, like, you know, don't be racist. And I'm like, like, but do you understand, like, the depth of, like, racism? And I feel like that's also just something that, like, that's, like, what I'm trying to get at with, like, the whole, like, performative activist thing and, like, white, and, like, white peers being complacent. Like, mm -hmm. anti-racism isn't something where, like, where you're, like, oh, racism is real and then keep pushing. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, really, you need to genuinely reevaluate your, like, your entire thought process. Like, it's like anti-racism is like an everyday thing. Like you need to really like sit there and like think about how you, like how you think and like how you think about people and like the world and like evaluate if that is rooted in racism or not. And like, I'm doing that today. <laughs> like, like that's still a problem that I have. Like I still have to be like, I could do hmm. better with it if I have to be honest. But like, there's the whole thing about like, I just want to be. I'm yes. so tired of having to be black in a space. Yes. I yes. just want to be like, I want to be, I want to, I want to go to school and be an artist. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. But it's so hard to see the world burning in front of you. And then it's your community who's also suffering and all that. And then you have, you're like, oh, I should probably just forget about art because pretty soon the earth is going to be on fire or I should forget about the fact that I want to do art because my community needs, they need to be fed. They need homes, you know, like it's so hard for you to forget about that uh, aspect of yourself and then also fight for yourself to want to like pursue things that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's also just like, I feel like our, let's like our entire like generation is like mm -hmm. not all of us but like you know most of us I guess I don't really know but like I'm gonna just say on campus and even then that's still like a little depending on the person mm -hmm. but like we expect there's an there's a general expectation of uh speaking about certain issues or like mm -hmm be or like being an activist and like I feel like right now like now there has been like the like the realization that like black people don't have to be doing this we like, don't and it feels like, it was, to be it was, it was and, like, euphoric I'm, when I found out yeah, about that well yeah no and I'm and I'm talking about like black people taught like with with black issues like mm -hmm. like if there's like another community and like there's like some problems obviously like if you if if you benefit from the system that is that that is actively like harming another group of people then obviously like you you should you should feel you know like that you need to do something to like help 
in some way. But like somebody. Yeah, but like <laughs> I feel like we've all like we've all been like, ooh, every, every everyone's been like, ooh, activism, da da da, whatever. And I feel like now, now we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Why am I in the streets? That part. <laughs> like, why do <laughs> I need to be in the streets? Cause this I didn't do this to myself. So why am I fixing it? That part. The thing about it for me is everybody I think about it like this. You know how everyone has like a little picture book of their childhood and stuff. We had that too, but it was like, you know, the basics, like, oh, you're a baby, you started crawling, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we had our school experience. But I feel like white people or our white peers they actually got to want to be a firefighter they got to want to be a doctor you know they got to be otherwise free we were instantly given the shackles yo and let me okay speaking of free can we talk about the fact that i don't know if it's just me when I was in elementary school saying that pledge, I knew I was not free. I knew I wasn't free either. I It got to the point where midway through my education, I stopped saying it. I stopped like was, saying it. There was something that felt wrong in my heart. And Everything I just, in I, every I'm just, cell in my body. And I'm, and I'm just saying that as like a way to be like, black kids cannot be kids. We're not allowed at to. Some, at, like, at some point, we're, we're done being kids. And I'm talking when you go to elementary school. You're not a kid anymore. That part. And the thing about it is, like, that moment when you find out that you're Black, I know yes. that every single Black yes. person who listens to this will understand what I mean. Because yes. I, was, I, about- I was into art, and then when I got in school, I realized that there was a difference. My parents and my, my grandparents, they started to show me there was a difference yes. uh, for most of my childhood. I was and like, there- oh... Yes, but there's also like that talk. There's that, there's, there's, there's about, there's the few talks that you get when you're black. And one of the talks is not even about like the whole, like racism is real thing. This talk is like not even, you're not even like addressing racism. The talk is when you go to school, you need to act right. Mm -hmm. And at the time you're like, and at the time you're like, I'm a kid. What do you mean? And then it's like, oh, well, so-and-so did it too. But you see that you're in the office, don't you? Don't do that. Like, you need to, like, literally my dad, before I went to school, he he would be like, you need to do what you're supposed to be doing and not what everybody else is doing. And at the time, I'd be like, whatever. But now I'm like, I was, I was still doing what I, what I was supposed to be doing. And I was consistently singled out. Mm-hmm. Consistently. Like, but you, but you spoke out, didn't you? You, you would speak out. You're, your, you're your father's daughter. I know you did. I am, yeah. And I, I, am. I, I am yeah. so envious because I was a teacher's pet, but deep down, I wanted to scream twenty four seven. I wanted to be heard, yeah, but I, I was like silent, that. and I was an artist, and I was also told I can't draw. There's a time and a place. Oh, yeah, I like, hate when people would tell see, me that. See, 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 that's just like. Like at we, this point, like, we tearing were, up. Like I'm still hurting about this. Like this, I don't think people understand how real and current this stuff is, and the fact that it's a problem. It's hurting people right now. As as you are like watching your TV show and uh, hanging out with the boys, you know, like. Yo, but also like the trauma, and this might just be. I feel like it's it's a lot of black people. The trauma of like going through school like the like me it's like me now realizing oh my god like 
mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's traumatizing like the fact that like somebody could say something to me and i would automatically be like i don't i don't want to talk to you anymore i'm done talking to you and the reason why is because like a teacher in like fourth grade said the same thing to me mm, but, that part yeah like it's like and like i and that's just like the state like that and that truly shows like the state of like the public not even like the public school system the school system in general (laughs) no i'm actually very obsessed with the school system like you remember i tried to change my major to education because i was like something about that that time in my life it was just all wrong it could have been done completely different i recently found out the education system that we have right now is actually just a hypothesis someone came up with and they're still trying stuff out i just i was appalled i was like that was my that was my life that you guys Yo, played with we got to get dr ruffin up here we do dr right. ruffin would love to dr. be ruffin. here <laughs> we love dr, dr. Ruffin. ruffin we love you oh my god oh and let me i guess to like since we've derailed a little bit yeah let me i'm sorry bring it back since, since since we're bringing up dr ruffin i just want to say to like i guess close this out a little bit to like end this whole performative activism talk is Dr. Ruffin told me one time that she does not like to use the word advocate or Mm. ally. She says co-conspirator because co-conspirator has, it has, it has more action to it. You're doing something. You're co-conspiring with me to change the system. That part. When you're an ally or an advocate, what are you doing? that part like though like those words have lost their meaning over the last year honestly <laughs> i feel like, like it's now. like like after we <laughs> i feel like they stopped having meaning once i found out that they uh made the martin luther king photos black and white no so no, no. Gold. please we're not gonna use <laughs> that right now no but like what i'm saying is that like the word ally within the last year Mm-hmm. has lost its meaning because it has. Like, I'm an ally and then not do anything. It's like a like, patch. It's like a give me a cookie a real patch. Ally. Bernie Sanders was a real ally. He was out here in the street. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like, like that, like the, like the meaning of ally then versus like the meaning of ally now has changed. Ally is like a social media word. Like, it's a buzzword. Like, yes. it's just like, it's like a word that, that you bring up in like political conversations, like when you're just like talking with your with your friends, you know, mm-hmm. but like a co-conspirator is like someone who is conspiring with you. It sounds so, so good. And I remember her saying yes. that when I was in her class. I love I that. Like we got to get her up here. Yes. Like mm, if, but, to yeah. any students who are listening and if the class is still available, I suggest you do a. Uh, I'm not sure what the name is. Uh, I, I'm, I feel okay, bad. Okay, don't speak on it. Don't say okay, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask uh, Professor Ruffin, but it's so good. It's about, like, oh, the miseducation yeah. of Black students and how, like, you know, it's great. I think yeah. anyone should do it. And it also includes community service, which I love. Still talk to my community service people. Yes. But basically, like, I guess this whole talk was us screaming into the void the void the void about Ooh, i'm making fan art please no it's just it's screaming into the void of about like how exhausting it is all the time black on campus and like this is just like literally like us talking about performative 
activism, even though we, t- I feel like we didn't talk about it that much. We, we get, we get sidetracked a lot, but because there's so like many little brands. Cause yes, because there's so many other things to talk about when you talk about this kind of stuff. And like, this is the point of the podcast. Yes. Like you can't like you can't just hold a talk like you can't just hold like a like a workshop and then talk about it once yeah like this needs to be talked about in depth by black people like black people need to be talking about this and like and black people need to be talking about it and not fear the the interruption of white people that part and like we need to be able to, to talk about it without like fearing like the invalidation or like be or like just being gaslit like about like well I didn't mean it like this or well I didn't well all all I said was this you know mm-hmm. like this was just like basically the entire this entire episode was just us finally being able <laughs> to talk about this stuff and actually have people hear us yeah yeah he, and and want to hear us because mm-hmm. you know y'all quit yeah. doing this, please. <laughs> so like, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, do you have anything you want to say? Any last words? Any last words? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's other episodes. We we gonna talk. They ain't gonna have no choice. I just want to say this. Hey, yo, black freshmen, don't be afraid to to speak to to other black people on campus. Oh, that Please. part. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid to find black professors. Cause they could literally not even be in, like they could literally not even be close to your major. They will have your back. Okay, so you're talking about the support. Okay, I'll talk about something else. I'll 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 add on to that. Don't be afraid to talk to anybody on this campus. Even if you're nervous and you're scared. I talk I no, listen. I I low key talk this to Ruby because me and Ruby were walking around campus freshmen and we were talking to anyone and we and I did it with my whole chest because I'm not gonna sit there and let them push me uh into some kind of corner you need to you need to make your space because they're not gonna make it for you yeah period yeah don't I'm telling you but like I know I know how lonely it can be mm-hmm I mean, unless you, unless you join the LLC. Please, please. But, like, I know how lonely it could be to, like, not be around people who, like, have the same experience as, like, the the same experiences as you. And, like, do not be afraid to, like, say hi to the Black person, the only other Black person in your class. Or, like, don't be afraid to be like, hey, girl, I love your hair. Who did it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) or, like, like, truly just, like, be, like, I promise you, if you saw that black person, they saw you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, and that's all I got to say on that. Don't act like you don't know nobody. Stop. <laughs> My all right, y'all. Thank you for listening to page one of Diary of a Mad Black Scholar. I appreciate y'all taking your time out of your day to listen to us rant about literally anything. Shout out to Ebo for the awesome music. And remember, y'all, don't be racist. Y'all have a nice night. Peace.